listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. chapter 6 verse 12 a naughty person a wicked man walketh with a froward mouth he winketh with his eyes he speaketh with his feet he teacheth with his fingers Frowardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. Now we'll give you the title and let you get your little thing over and then we're going, we're going to preach to you. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. We want to base our thoughts tonight on a little childhood rhyme that you know that will portray our thoughts for tonight. And God help us. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. Our thoughts, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> All right, so you come on. I get a little amusement, but then I'm going to all right, now, just a moment. Now, now you, I'm going to let you get that over. Because that, that'll be the only amusing part of it. All right. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. All right, someone recite the poem for me. Well, just one, just one person, just one person. Go ahead with it. Sat on the wall, had a great fall. All the king horses, all the king men, couldn't put them together again. I want y'all to listen tonight. I want you to listen tonight. I want all of the king's horses, all of the king men could not put him back together again without remedy. What was Humpty Dumpty? Okay. Okay. 
I'm gonna give you a demo- illustration. Come here, brother. Give a demonstration. Then we're going on. I'm gonna take my time to say that thing because hold it out for me, please. I'm going to hold it out for I have a reward. Can anybody put that back together? I know anybody can. You have an unlimited reward. Anybody want to undertake? This is absolutely beyond repair. No man, a group of men, are able to reconstruct this earth. It's done. It is as finished as can be as far as reconstruction is concerned. No no engineer, nobody can reconstruct this egg and put it in its original form. Dewan, we have a crop of people on our hand and throughout our land who have fooled with this truth and got themselves in that predicament. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? I told you all that some time ago. I said, some of these people are beyond repair. And I said, I don't want to hurt your hopes. I don't want to dash your hopes, but I'm letting you know so that you'll understand it. And I know you're praying hard and you're wishing and you're hoping, but some of these people have actually broken themselves without remedy. And I want to tell you tonight, that any of you run the risk of doing the very same thing. You've known people who are so firm in the faith, so diligent in their devotion, that you thought it was impossible for them to vary one iota. But some of those same people have wrecked themselves beyond repair tonight. I'm going to tell you something tonight. I have warned, I have admonished people that the church of God is not just another institution on the corner. In the New Testament, people had gone to one religion after another, Sadducees, Pharisees, Herodians, and they came to Christ. And Christ said, now, you might speak against the Father, you might speak against the Son, but if you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, it's all over. I'm going to let you all know that now you played game, you've hopped around, you've skipped around, but now, if you go against this, you, it's, you're finished. You are as finished as you can be. Brothers, people have dealt with this light, this truth, and they are as finished as they can be tonight. They are as finished as they'll be a thousand years from the day, and I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you, dear one, if some of us who are sitting tonight aren't careful, you're going to find yourself in the same predicament beyond repair. Now, you read, you read the word of God, and it's not always like you think it is. See, a lot of churches got this way and never stop going to church. That's, that's the serious part about it. All right. Give me 1 Timothy chapter 1. Now, we're going to study tonight. Give me verse 18. 1 Timothy 1.18. Verse 18. 
This charge I commit unto thee. Son Timothy. According to the promises which went before on thee. That thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Lord help us. Please study. Holding faith. Listen, listen. Say, Timothy, you have faith. You are able and capable of trusting me fully. You have given up everything of a questionable nature and your conscience is crystal clear. Don't touch it. I'm telling you tonight, don't you let the devil talk you out of no conviction here and you mess around and get your conscience defiled tonight. I'm telling you tonight. Don't you let pressure back you up and push you back and cause you to do something that leave you something less than 100% clear. Don't you let the devil tell me that's a personal conviction and all that kind of mess when the church advocates it. You can, you can, you can do it if you want to. Some have done this kind of stuff and they're through tonight. Oh, that's your personal conviction. That's the way the church sees it. And now they're going on to try to do it and justify themselves and don't feel clear in their souls. And that's what Paul was warning Timothy against. What did he say? He said, holding faith. Brother, hold your faith. Now God has built you up in your most holy faith. Now hold it. Y'all pray, y'all better pray tonight. Listen. The only reason that you can hold your convictions and stay clear is because of the amount of faith that you have. Will somebody pray me? The only reason I can take a stand in my home, I got that faith. I got to believe that if I sacrifice this, God will make a difference. Will somebody pray with me? See, if I, my faith drops, then I compromise because of my sentiment. People have lost good jobs because they're trusting God. Just the other day, we got new from Precious Saint in another place. Need a job real bad. You all pray with me. And he got the job and everything else. And they said, well, uh, you and the wore a skirt. Said, well, you'd have to wear pants. So they had to give it up and, and somehow get money to survive through some whatever means. And the next one might say the same thing. Only if your faith is right, you can keep in doing that. When your knees are piling in on you. When you're losing one child after another because you're standing on what you proclaimed. You're standing on what you said. You won't back up off of it. You're not going to eat up your testimony. You got to have faith. Your faith will crumble on you. When you start suffering one loss after another, amen. And you start suffering here because of your faith and here because of your stand. Brother, you'll find yourself backing up and compromising. And he's a whole, you, you get to, you better start with me tonight. Read. Holding what? Holding faith. If your faith drops, your conscience will get messed up. If you let down that much, you're going to mess up your conscience. If you back up an inch, you're going you're gonna to defile your conscience. And when your conscience gets defiled, it's going to change your spirit. 
And you'll start picking with the church and the picking with the saints and picking with everything else. Why? Because your own conscience is messed up. I'm telling you something tonight. You keep your conscience clear at any cost. Sacrifice anybody or anything. But listen, if the welfare cuts you off, keep your conscience clear. If you have to beg your bread, keep your conscience clear. If you have to sacrifice, amen, half of your salary, keep your conscience clear. If you have to go job hunting tomorrow, keep your conscience clear. Don't you engage or involve yourself in anything where you have to sacrifice one fragment of your conscience. No job is worth it. No relationship is worth it. Now I'm going to tell you, brother, many people lost the glory of God out of their souls and have and love joy and everything else. Why? Because they've been chipping off of their conscience. They are in predicaments. And they, their survival is at stake. And amen, they, they begin to chip off of their conscience. Chip off that conscience. And after a while, brother, it has a great telling effect. And you are a different individual. Joy, authority, and power come because you got a clear conscience and you're not afraid. You know, you can sense God being behind you. You can sense the support of God because I'm clear before God. And I know God hear me and I don't have to worry about a thing. The outcome is already determined. Read on, son. Hold in faith. Hold in faith. And a good conscience. And a good conscience. Which some, having put away concerning faith, have Lord, made shipwreck. He's listen. He's now Timothy. Some of these people around here put it away. No, I want you to. You better study close with me. Now you can't put it away if you don't have it. Some of these people have had the faith, Timothy. Some of these people have stood firm, clear, and foursquare. They've had it perfectly. But they put it away. Brother, it's convenient to put it away when you're under pressure. Brother, I've known people to get under real pressure and real severe situations and put their faith on the shelf. And say, I'll go back and pick it up when the storm's over. And they go back for it, brother, and it's not there. They go back to look for that faith. Well, I'm under pressure. God will understand. The Lord will understand. And when the crisis is over, and you know, I'm going back now and get my faith. My faith was right here. But I didn't seem to abandon it. I didn't seem to put it away. I just put it away momentarily and, and, uh, Holding faith. Holding faith. And a good conscience. And a good holding faith. Hold it. Amen. You're going through deep water, but you're holding it. The enemy is painting black pictures, but hold it. Those around you are turning it loose, but you hold it. It don't make sense to try to, amen, be a hero right here, but hold it. Holding faith. Brother, it's not getting faith. I've seen people praise our God. 
whose faith almost made me look like nothing, but they didn't hold it. Tonight, they have no faith. It's better to start off slow and get something you can hold than to jump out there and grab a big arm full of something that you won't have next week. Read a little more, son. You better pray and pray hard. Now, I'm going to tell you something, children. Thank God there's only so much worldly entanglement you can have and hold the faith. Now, I keep telling you that there's only so much earthly entanglement you can have and hold the faith. I'm warning you tonight. Now, don't wait till you make shipwreck and then come back crying. I'm telling you tonight. Come on with it. Holding faith and a good conscience. Holding faith and a good conscience. Which some having put away concerning faith some have made have shipwreck. put away concerning faith and did what? Have made shipwreck. Now listen. I've told you this before. They want, if those who got an ear to hear, study with me tonight. This is too serious. This is the best time to just go to church and go home. Have done what? Have made shipwreck. Made shipwreck. Not damage the ship, but may shipwreck. Their faith is wrecked. Their faith is beyond repair. You can't put it back. God help us here tonight, Holy Ghost. You can't put it back together anymore. No sermon can do it. No essay can do it. No counsel can do it. No scripture can do it. They're wrecked it. Revival won't do it. Fellowship meeting won't do it. I tell people, praise our God, you better get out of bed with God. Amen. Putting your faith away and reaching back, trying to grab it after a while and, and do it again when another crisis comes and reach and grab it. You're going to put it away. You're going to wreck it. You better stay before God here. Brother, you know people have already done it. Wrecked it. Dashed it on the rocks. They told it. And I'm telling you, and I'm afraid if you, you all better examine yours tonight, the word of God got something in it tonight. I keep telling you all this. You better examine yours tonight. What did the word of God say? Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith. And he goes on, he goes on to actually point out some who had done it. Go on. Of whom is Hymenaeus and, and Alexander, whom I have delivered, I unto, delivered Satan, unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. They had it, but they put it away. Hymenaeus did it, and Alexander did it. Two, praise our God, of our staunch members did it. I'm not speaking to the air. We got some among you, he said, right among us, who have already done this. They have wrecked their faith. Just two. I'm able to get the living them on themselves. Why are living? We may deliver them to Satan, praise our God. Brothers, let me tell you something. That's why we're striving around here every day, noontime and nighttime, even having brothers, we senses that we are living in a day when Jesus said, Well, I find faith in the earth, so we know we got to put forth a special level to keep your faith up to par. We know we have, and, and there's nobody here, you can go and say what you haven't taken in, in the last 20 years, there's nobody among us whose faith is of such that you can coast a little while. And I'm telling you that. If you think that the devil deceives you that you have such strong faith, you can do it, then you try it then. And we'll be picking you up in pieces. 
You're going to find yourself, listen, it, it's just your faith that, that enables you to hold your conviction. Don't you know that? It's your faith. I believe God will take care of me if I, if I, if I stand firm. And when your faith begins to crumble, you can't hold it any longer. And I'm telling you. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Like we were talking this morning, when a husband threatened, amen, to, to cut you asunder, amen, you got a little chilling and everything else, and a happy home and a good income because you won't bow, praise our God. It takes faith to stand in the way. Do you hear me? It takes faith to stand in the way. Amen. And he, amen, deserts you, praise our God, and you vow to live for God, amen, without one. It takes faith to make that kind of decision. I mean, to really make it. And I'm telling you that tonight. And brother, I'm going to tell you something. If, if you ask me tonight, brother, Hammond, what is your greatest concern? My faith. When I'm in my room examining myself, I said, Lord, wait a minute. Am I actually ready for this? What we talk about all the time and preach about and, and testify about, am I actually, without deceiving myself, am I actually ready for this? Am I prepared to back up my testimony And sometimes, you know what the answer comes? You better pray and you better pray hard. That's what the answer comes sometimes. That's the answer I get sometimes. You better pray and you better pray hard. And I can see sometimes that I'm not quite where I, what the devil makes me think I am because the devil makes me think of everything I'm thinking more highly than I should. I can sense that. I can sense that. I'm telling you, and brother, I get before God. I run right straight to the altar where I, I, before God. Because the world began to, to dampen my faith. The world began to make it fuzzy. I'm telling you the truth. Those are things that when I was, amen, I'm situated, I can see clear as a bell. And I flew around and the world began to make it fuzzy. And when it began to fuzzy, you began to entertain doubt and fears. Give me Luke chapter 21, verse 31 quickly, please. Luke 21, 31. Read. When you see these things come to pass. No, I want 22, I believe it is. And the Lord said, Uh huh. Simon, Simon. Simon, Simon. Behold, Satan behold, has desired, Satan to, have has you, desired to have you. That he may sift you, may as, sift wheat. you as wheat. But I have prayed, but I for, prayed thee, for you. That thy faith fail not. And when thou Wait, hold, 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 hold it. Listen. They want please forget this little temperature and listen tonight, please. Will you please? You ever listen to this night? Some of the people I'm talking to are going to be a victim of what I'm telling you about. I'm telling you this night. You're going to fool around and be a victim of irreparableness. And I'm telling you now, you watch and see what I tell you. Because you won't, take, you, you won't, you won't, you won't let the message uh, uh, penetrate you. Listen to the word of God. Now, I want you to see something here. Go on, son. And the Lord said, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, uh -huh. behold, Satan has desired to have now, you. You've got to study. i got to have your undivided attention here because it, this, this is a delicate uh, passage. What did it say? Simon, Simon, behold, Simon. Satan has desired to have you. Satan has desired to have you. Listen to this. That he may sift you he as wheat. Sift you as wheat. Listen. But I have prayed for thee. I pray for thee. That thy faith fail not. Simon, if your faith fail, I can't, I can't get you back together. Y'all better pray. Listen. So now, 
Satan is after you, son. And usually when Satan is after the person like he's after you, he comes back with you. There's a few times that he doesn't. But many times we hold him back. But there are times you got to be proven, so we have to let him go. Now Satan is after you, but I'm praying hard that your faith don't fail you, that you don't make shipwreck of the faith. Because if your faith is wrecked, then I can't put you back together again. We have you all of these people who have played with this gospel and in and out go out with the least provocation and they come back and say for a while. But then why don't they stay? We can't get them back together. We're trying to get the white and the yellow and separate it and get the shell and put, get some glue, transparent glue, and amen, and, and, but we can't get them back together. I'm sorry. Can't get them back together. They splattered and the yolk and the whites all over the place. We're trying to scoop it up and get it reformulated and reconstructed to no avail. They're scrambled. Peter, I'm praying for you. You're going to fool around here and under pressure, mess around and yield to the devil. And your faith is going to break. Well, I just say, okay, whatever happens, just has to happen. And you, 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 you're lost. You get another attitude. Well, I just tried. I'm just tired. Well, you can, you can get like that if you want to. But it could cost you your soul. You can get another spirit. You can get a spirit of animosity against God because you got to trust God. And because you didn't come out like you thought you should, you can do what you want to do. But you, but you, but you lost. And I'm telling you tonight, so you better pray. You better, you better come together with you and get before God. I'm telling you, the one, if somehow there is a flop in your experience, you cannot be acceptable to God until you are built back up to where you were, at least. And if we cannot repair you or reconstruct you, how can you get there? Brother, let me tell you something. If you knew you pray for me what I go through trying to reconstruct these people. Brother, I be calling these people before day in the morning. Some of you all know it. Had to wake up some of the other people to get them. Get them, get them. Let me talk to them, please. I'm trying to put them back together. You're doing this and you're doing that and you're trying to challenge them here and encourage them here. You're trying to put them back together again. And by the time you think you might have them back together, then the crack opens over here again, that old crack. And then you see them yellow running from this side. And you see some white, amen, uh, 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 dangling from this side. And then you know what happened after a while? You know what happened after a while? Then I say, I'm sorry. I know you. I tried. There's, no, there's just too many pieces. It's too disintegrated. Too disintegrated. Now the yellow has gotten all into the white and amen and, the, and, and some of the shell is missing and, and I just can't find the pieces. I've tried everything I know. i preached all the sermons I know. I stay up and get up out of bed at night and go in and try to pray again and try to find a sermon or something that'll put it back together and nothing I do is, is it's not working. 
and it can't work. What? Some of the pieces are gone. They're gone. I'm telling you all tonight, they want, listen, you better pray and you better pray hard. Now, you think you can enjoy the luxury of laying around even and coming to service a couple of times a week. I'm going to tell you, you better stay before God. I'm, I'm telling you tonight. These crisis moments, amen, are going to knock on all of our doors. Nobody is exempt. I'm telling you tonight. I'm telling you. So don't let it come and then get huffed at me. I'm letting you know now. Nobody will be exempt. And you might think that you've been picked on more than anybody. But God determines that. You might have a, a, a back-to-back situation. You might have another situation just like the last one you had you couldn't stand three months from now. I don't know. I don't make those selections. But if you're chosen to undergo that, you just have to be ready for it. That's the best I can say. All of the king's horses, all the king's they couldn't put them back together again. And brother, I'm telling you the truth. All of the minute we take them to ministers, we, we get, I get them from in our van and we take them to camp meetings and we take them out west and we take them everywhere we can take them trying to get them back together again. Many times we're taking people, not that they can make any contribution to the meeting, but I'm trying to get them back together. I said, maybe something will be said here. Maybe some service, maybe some inspiration here where we'll, it will sort of uh, uh, leap on them and, and maybe they'll get back together again. I'm going to tell you something. That I wish everybody was here tonight. I wish everybody was here tonight. There's a point here. There's a point here. And I'm, I'm, I'm checking. This can happen to you something less, much less than you think. You think that you've got to do something atrocious to get out there maybe and, and, and cut somebody's head off. Well, we can't get them straightened out anymore. No, 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 no. Brother, it's just an attitudinal thing. If something can happen to your faith, and it might be something almost unnoticeable, and you'll never get it back together again. And I'm telling you. And many times, praise our God, there are those, amen, who might have done something that seemed to be quite outlandish, and we might get them in time and repair them. Amen. Just like Peter. Jesus, I'm praying for you. That your faith don't fail you? That you don't make shipwreck of the faith? Because uh, right now, my prayer will help you. But if you go that far, my prayer won't be no good. You better, you, better, you better study the word of God tonight. You better study God's word, praise our God, and try to take it in. And, amen. And get whatever you're preoccupied with, you better, you better cut it off for a while here. You know, you have to service plans. You better, you better abandon it. I, I, I'm listening to Jesus. I'm listening to what Jesus is saying tonight. I will, can, do you understand what Jesus is saying? He's listening. Now, I'm praying for you that your faith don't fail you. I'm praying now. My prayer can help you now. But now, if your faith fails you, if you make shipwreck, I have nothing to work with. Brother, when I realize the Lord have mercy upon me, I said, Lord God, how diligent must I be to keep myself together? How prayerful, how fervent, how consistent must I be to not run the risk of this happening to me? I am as human as those who are in the graveyard with wrecked faith today. 
Hebrews 10.35. Ten thirty-five Hebrew, please. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Listen. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense or reward. Why can't people get straightened out? They're fooling around and throwing their confidence away, and now they can't grab God anymore and pull it back up. Brother, it takes faith to recapture what's been lost. Paul is telling these Hebrew Christians who got saved, they were under a lot of pressure then, a persecution, amen, from Judaism because they accepted Christ. And because of the pressure, and many times, and their goods were being confiscated, amen, and sometimes their lives were being taken, amen, and they were dwindling under that pressure and going back into what they were in. Now, at first, their confidence was intact. And the Bible said, you suffered the spoiling of your goods. You listen to me now. When your faith was right, they took your goods, they threatened your lives, they did everything to you, and you took it. Why? Because your faith was intact. And you did that for better resurrection. I sacrificed life and all its pleasure for better resurrection. But your faith has to be right for you to go that far. You can't make that kind of consecration unless your faith is right. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You're, you're human. And you can, me and nobody else. Nobody is so strong in the faith that they can do it without inspiration. I can't. I know I can't. That's why I'm not going to trust myself. But I often tell people I have nothing else to do in life. All this other stuff I don't have to do. But, but, but. Keep my steps in the love of God and keep my faith clear. Don't let the inspiration die in my soul. All this other stuff, this extra stuff and buying and running and ripping and vacation, all that kind of stuff. I can live without that. But the only thing I got to do is try to make heaven. And thank God that God has shown me what's required. Now you can say, don't take all that. Well, that's up to you. If you can make it, that's, that's up to you and God. But I know what's required. That's why I'm willing to abandon anything that would interrupt my devotion to God to any degree. All this stuff going to pass with the using. This stuff going up in smoke. All this stuff we're investing our time and our effort and our concern and all this kind of stuff in and so diligent and loyal to. That's why that'll be over. And you're going to be somewhere. Cast not away your confidence. You can actually throw away your confidence. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I wish I could awaken you all tonight. Don't you know anybody here can be a total unbeliever within a few days? No, not the way I know God. You can say what you please. You only know God because of inspiration. You have not seen him. You only know God by inspiration. If that inspiration died, God is just like a, a Santa Claus to you. And I'm telling you that tonight. I'm telling you tonight. And you know people right now, God is no more than Santa Claus to They know him in theory, and that's the extent of it. They know that he, amen, they, they, they know from historical uh, proof, but nothing beyond that. They just proclaim the existence of God, hoping that that might give them some outside chance. 
Listen, listen. When Jesus told Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith fail you not. Do you know Peter got in this predicament sitting right up under Jesus? Will you all listen to me tonight? Sitting right up under Jesus, he got himself like that. Come on. But the one, it's a, I keep telling you, it's a personal thing. You can sit under anybody you want to sit under. Hear Peter watching, G- hey, where he go? And Jesus, son, the devil is after you. Well, Jesus, I'm right, I'm your bosom, I'm your, I'm your bosom disciple. I don't care who you are, the devil is after you. And I can't stand for you. I can pray for you, but I can't stand for you. And this idea you think you can get in trouble, praise our God, and run to a strong saint. Well, you better get that off your mind. Can't nobody stand for you. I call sister son, so you can call sister anybody. From wherever. You went, brother, in that moment, you had to stand for yourself. And then you can call brother Hampton, call you who you want to call. But all I'm going to tell you, well, it's up to you. It's you and God now. I preach to you. I pray for you. But not it's up to you and God. Peter, I pray for you. I preach to you. Now it's you, God, and the devil. Amen. So don't, I'm going to tell you, if you got that confidence tonight, if you have so lived close to God, amen, and so kept your convictions clear and your conscience straight before God, that you got that perfect confidence, you better hold it tonight. Don't you do nothing to punish it. Don't you do nothing, praise our God, to throw that thing off. I have a watch, an old watch, a good brand watch, maybe 20 or 30 years old. And that thing stroked so perfectly and kept perfect time. But somehow, that little indicator in the back that you set the speed and the slowdown, I messed with that thing. And I cannot get it just right anymore. After so long, it picks up a few minutes. And you put it back a little bit and put it too far back a little bit. Push it forward too far. So I can't get it back like that. So I just go on and, and approximate the time. Well, I wish somebody prayed me tonight. The thing, initially, when I got it, it had perfect time. But somehow we messed with that little dial back there. That little time indicator, the little dial that sets you up fast and slow. And now I took it to the watchmaker and everybody else. And, and he said, well, I'm going to speed it up. He said, about how much does it lose in such a length of time? And I approximate how much it loses, so he pushes it up a little bit. Then it goes too far. Then I try to slow it down, and then it gets too slow. Y'all better pray, my friend. Thank God you were perfect before God. You could believe God for anything, and you fooled around and got slack, got involved. And now, amen, uh, you're trying to adjust your faith, and now it's either this way or it's that way. It can't, you can't get it right no more. You can't get it just like you had it no more. There was a time people could trust God for anything. Make, I don't care about deadlines. I don't care what was coming. I don't care about the seriousness of it, the prospects of doom. They could trust God fully. But now the very prospects of trouble. Amen. Their faith is either over here or over there. They just cannot get it right down the middle anymore. Well, what do you do? I'm going to tell you what you better do. While we got time, you better let it work with it and keep adjusting the thing, trying to, get, trying to get it back on schedule one more time if you can. 
That's what you better do. And you better know when it's like that too. Well, see, you know what? Well, see, I acknowledge it's my watch. I said, now my watch is a little fast, so I'm going to leave a little early here because I, I sense that. I don't care now. This is a business and this. No, no. No, I'm, I acknowledge that the watch is off. It's off. So I don't care what name of it is. It's off. And it's ticking good, but it's, but, it, but it's ticking too fast. So I have to acknowledge that if, unless I'll be off in my scheduling. And you better do the same thing. You, now you, oh, I've been perfect. I've been, I know how my faith is because back in 1982, I believed God and did it, but I don't care. You got off and you messed around a little bit and now uh, you, you got a situation. You got a situation here. And you need to know it. You need to acknowledge that and deal with it accordingly. I ain't quite ready for that praise our God because I got my faith off a little bit here. And, I, and, and as I project myself, I look like me, I, I, can't, I can't go through this thing here. So you better pray, pray hard for me and help, help try to adjust me. Try to get me in proper perspective here. I'm going to tell you the truth, brother. This, this thing is more serious than you think. People have gotten off, amen, and don't want to acknowledge they're off and get in a crisis and can't come out of it. If they acknowledge they're off, we can take the back off and try to push the dial over a little bit. And hoping that we stop it in the right place. Don't you cast away your confidence. Give me Hebrews 12, 14. Twelve fourteen. Follow peace with all men Follow and peace holiness. With all men in holiness. Without which no, without man, which shall see no the Lord. man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently. Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness lest bring, any, up lest any root of bring up trouble you. Lest any root of bitterness bring up trouble you. And thereby many be defiled. And thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person. Go on. As Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Lord have mercy. Failing of the grace of God. What verse is that? Verse 15. 15? Yeah. Looking diligent, looking diligent, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any man fail, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Anybody. And look what he says after. And you be like Esau. You make shipwreck. You, oh Lord, I, I don't know if I saw this until today. I was studying this. Read that again, son. I'm gonna show you something. Looking diligent. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm seeing the importance of studying God's word more and more. I'm not me just reading trying to get a sermon out. I mean studying God's word. You listen to this. Come on with it. Notice the sequence here, if you will. Looking diligently. Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Now notice the sequence here. Notice what follows. Come lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. Any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. And thereby many that, be defiled. Thereby many be defiled. There's a semicolon. Lest there be any fornicator, there be any fornicator or, profane or profane person, person as, as Esau, Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Go on. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. But he found no place of repentance. He could he not. Wait a minute. He fell and he couldn't get back straight no more. He couldn't get back where he was. For one morsel of meat, for one moment of relief, the Lord have mercy. The man was desperately hungry, 
and all they could think about was his belly and the relief, the relief, the relief, your passions, even your sexual passions, whatever, the relief for that moment, the relief, the relief, that's all you can think about, that's all you can think about, nothing else matters. And when you are satisfied, then you start thinking differently. And I'm telling you all something tonight, they want. Even when your crisis is over, you're thinking differently. And now you want to go back and pick up your faith again. I'm telling you something, right? When the crisis is over, you want to act like you always acted and be like you always were and feel like you've always felt. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you tonight. I'm telling you tonight. Don't you get involved in nothing, praise our God, that you cannot... Amen. Keep your faith intact like you are. That's going to take any, anything you find out, taking anything from your faith, you leave it alone. Shove it. If any man fail of the grace of God, you end up like Esau, he said. I want to read one more verse of Scripture. All these scriptures are familiar, but they want to take it on new meaning. Revelation chapter 2. Go on, verse 3. And has borne. And has borne. And has patience. Has patience and for my name's sake. Name has labored. Has labored and has not, and fainted. Has not fainted. Nevertheless, Nevertheless I have somewhat against I thee. I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy I first love. I have left your first You have left your first love. Go on. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. And repent. And repent. And do the first do work, work. Or else I will come I will come quickly. And we will remove thy candlestick Lord, out of his place. I will remove your candlestick. I won't be able to use you anymore. Except thou repent. You messed up your faith. And you can't bounce back. And so I just want you. I just had to go in and get, get rid of y'all together. I just got to move your candlestick. People in church doing all that they've ever done, for the most part. Standing as strong as they've ever stood. But they had left something that they couldn't get. They couldn't bounce back to where they were at first. And God said, I can't use you. I'm sorry. You have wrecked yourself. You cannot get back like you were. That was because you, you did it a couple of times and you took it for granted. There was a time when you could call the flesh on subjection like that. There was a time when you could put your consecration back like that. There was a time when you could get back on your prayer room, your prayer altar, amen, and get before God and get the same. But not anymore. You wrecked it. You wrecked it. You tried to do it. You heard the good service. You got on your knees and said you're going to do it, but you can't do it. You wrecked it. Brother, we, I'm afraid we might have people right among us now who have wrecked that thing. They cannot get back where they were. Pray, I think to pray all through the night, even not because they have pressure, but I mean because they love God and they love the cause of God, because their soul was burdened, mourning through the night before God. The burden of the cause of God burdened their heart. They believed God, praying before God, standing before God. And now many look around and don't know what happened to that kind of consecration. Don't know what happened to that devotion. And they're trying to bounce back. And they just can't do it. And some way I went, brother, I said, what happened to you? Well, brother, when I was doing all that, I was going through this and I was going through that. You can do what you want to say. And I was doing all that praying and, and, and fasting and, and getting before God. I was going through a crisis. No, in many cases, that was your way of life in many cases. He said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. But just because those people could not get back that element of faith, they wrecked it. And they could not have, they didn't have faith to bounce back. You have to have faith to reconsecrate. Don't you know they want, if I lose a little ground with God and get lukewarm, I got to have faith to get back to five, to get my five back. Yes, I have to. 
and if you obey the best you never see your life that you don't you can sit around here for the next 40 years uh uh ushering and screaming and you never get your mind back you never get your initial fire back amen you don't have faith in you why because you got the concentration in the back and you just can't trust god to put all that back on the altar you cannot trust god to put all that back on the altar at one time, it didn't make any difference to you. All that made difference to you was heaven and pleasing God. And your faith was right then. It don't make no difference. When your faith is right, things of this earth don't matter. But when your faith begins to wane, these things become important and meaningful again. And you can't get it back on the altar. You can't believe God like you used to believe him. And you just can't put it back. And you would give any amount of money to the call. It didn't make no All the king horses, all the king men. Brother, we got people who mess around here in the church, and I'm looking at it. Who fool around with your consecration, and you can't get it back together again. Oh, you testify to it. Well, sometimes you, it's a testimony of pride, but, you, but you're telling us something. I want to get that thing back like I had it. You're trying to, you're trying to impress what you had one time, but, but, you, but, you, but it's more serious than you think. It's far more serious than you think. And I've had people say that for 10 years. I'm trying to get it back like I had it, like I had it. I've had people that have, their faith was so erect before God. And the impression was so deep that when they told me I could sense something unusual about it. And I told them, maybe a year or two later, about that great consecration. They said, well, Brother Hammond, how was I thinking when I said that? How, I'm trying to see, how was I feeling? They have forgotten how they were feeling, their frame of mind, when they made that consecration. They can't, they can't find it no more. They're just like Nebuchadnezzar. They, it, uh, they, they lost their shadow, whichever one. They, 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 he dreams of it, I can't remember. I'm trying to get it together. I, it's escaped me. I, I want to consecrate, but I want to get it like I had it, but I, I can't. I, I can't think like I was thinking. How was I thinking then? When I didn't care about nothing but the kingdom of God. When I could trust God to make up the difference. How was I thinking then? How did I get, I can't get my mind like that anymore. I can't get my faith back like that anymore. I believe God would take me through. I believe God would make up the difference. Even though I'm living with an inch of my life, but I believe that God would somehow undergird me. And, and I wasn't bothered about it. And I didn't worry about the loss. I didn't worry about the possible consequences of my belief. And but how was I thinking? But then I can't get it. Like I can't think. Like I was. How was I thinking then? Help me. Now the things that you've abandoned have become all important and have become your leaning post. You are leaning on the thing you once abandoned and trusted God for. Now you're leaning on it again. Brother, you better get that. that you 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 have, you just threw that crop away. You you, you better get that thing out of you and lean on God. But that's, I, I, I'm. I'm still not like, oh, I Get, but they, you take that time before God and try to keep your faith right. 
or the pots will be knocked out anyway. You got nothing to stand on. I'm going to tell you, children, people need, they need to tarry before God. I'm telling you the truth. You watch and see what I tell you. When I tell you something, you watch it. I'm talking about good people. That's why you find good people now. They are as wrecked as they can be. They wouldn't listen to the message like I'm preaching you tonight. And they just thought they're going to work itself out. But I tell you, it's not going to work itself out. I'm telling you tonight. Now, you want? We'll take time to pray with you. We'll get on the altar with you. I'm telling you. Because I see the importance of it. I will hang with you. But you're gonna, you, be, you better get it right. And ain't about waiting for a while. You waited too long already. If you don't just dash into it and forget yourself, you'll never do it. We're trying to set your dial and get your dial right somehow. We might not be able to do that as it is. But the best you can do is just get yourself on the altar and let us try to readjust you and get you situated. I don't care who you are. If you got off a little bit, you're off a little bit. Your face is not like it was, it's not like it was. If it's been damaged, it's been damaged. And if it's been wrecked, it's been wrecked. We want to work with you while you're workable. Now, sometimes uh, people can take a car that's almost totaled and, uh, and, and get it sick and piece it back together and get a part from here and a part from there and even get some skilled individual and send it to the frame shop and all this and, and get it pretty decent again. And sometimes restore it maybe perfectly. In some cases. Sometimes people say you're wrecked and you're not really wrecked. But let us work with you. And we, we got to work hard and we got to work fast. Now, if you won't help tonight and make God work in your heart, now this ain't no just no ordinary situation tonight, I'm telling you. You can have it. But you if you don't see your need, if you just want to relax on through it and wait for the eventual end, then you can do that's up to you. That's what many of them are doing, and you don't see them tonight. I've been I talked to them, I saw it coming, I I said, I said you, you hit you hit for the rock. And they just sit there and wait for the end. I said, Lord have mercy. God have mercy. And I said, Lord, if I was in that predicament, God, please don't let me get no mess like that. Ever. I just sometimes think if they're going to trick me somehow and I can get me off out of here somewhere, praise our God, and I'm trying to find God again, trying to get my faith back and my faith ain't working. Don't you know that'd be a mess? Lord, I'd rather be dead in my grave. God knows I would. Searching around, can't find God nowhere. Don't even know what God's real anymore. Don't know what I'm praying to the air or what I'm making a vain sacrifice. God confused. Lord, help me tonight. Now, if you won't help tonight, and I trust God opened your eyes and spoke to your heart. Let's get on the altar, line the altar, do what we got to do, have prayer and whatever, and let's get before God. Shall we stand?